she took a bra off, my dick would get soft, I thought I had a My arms are always open, your fears always rolling Somebody gonna have to tell the truth and I'm gonna tell it. Hello, I am Harry. And I'm Tim. And this is Tracks. You alright, mate? Hello there. How's it going? Pretty good, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm very, very well, thank you. Good. Nice to be here on a Monday evening. Yeah, no. Cold Monday evening. Yeah, it got chilly this weekend. This morning was... I got my big uh, fluffy coat out again. You got your big fluffy coat? Yeah. Still going strong? Yeah, no, I hate that thing. It's <laughs> so... I feel, for want of a better word, I feel like a... Can you say tramp anymore? Homeless? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Tramp, I feel like a tramp because it just... It looks a bit raggedy, like the, there's no buttons on it anymore. <laughs> All of the pockets have holes in. I can't put things in there anymore. Yeah, there's only was, like one. I was going to ask about that. that. I can use. <laughs> and um, it's it's just falling apart. Do you not fancy investing in a new winter coat? Every well, I finally decided I'm going to do that, and then it wasn't cold anymore, so I didn't do it. Yeah. Maybe I, you should. Maybe I should have bought one in the summer. They probably would have been cheaper. I've heard that's like the thing to do, but when it starts getting hot, the last thing I want to do is go shopping in sales for coats. That just feels dumb. It's not right, is it? Yeah. So then you get to this time of the month and, yeah, you're buggered. But, yeah, today I, because the weekend was chilly, Mm. I left the house for work uh, fully expecting to need to wear a woolly hat. I had my my red woolly hat on, stepped outside and it was like warm on my face. I was like, this is going to be way too hot. It was a nice day. Yeah, went back inside, traded it for the cap. So the cap's staying in. For a bit, that means it's not fully a cap for ages. Oh, weekdays, weekdays are cap days these these days. It's a lot of days a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of the days. Yeah, I know. But I just can't really be bothered. Catman, because it's windy all the time. We've had this conversation about wind, wind flapping hair, and it's just <laughs> yeah. like I can't. That walk to work with just hair on end is like no. It's great patience for it. Fortunately, most of my uh, commute is in indoors. Yeah. So it's like not really a massive problem. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, <laughs> um, how's your week been? When's the last time we recorded? Was it last month, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that? Uh, yeah, midweek last week. Mm. Uh, since then, weekend was fun. Pretty chilled, like very chilled, in fact. Mm. Uh, went to the cinema on Saturday daytime. So You've seen so many films at the cinema like in the last six months compared to me. I have been going a bit more recently. Yeah. Um, I saw the miseducation of Cameron, someone, and it was very good. It was. It wasn't someone, was it? No, I've no. just forgotten the surname. I've never heard of that. It's got Chloe Grace Moretz in right. it, right? And she's a she's like she plays a teenager, which I don't know how old she is now, but she's I'll, been thirteen yeah. for about twelve years. Yeah, she's quite a convincing teenager still, but I yeah. feel like she's well into her twenties in real life. Twenty-one, maybe. Yeah. Well into her 20s. Do you reckon? No. no. Well, Kick-Ass was so long ago. Yeah, but I think she was like 17 or 16 in that. Yeah, but that wasn't only five years ago. All right, 23. All right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've got no idea how old she is. But anyway, um, so she's uh, she's like at high school going to prom and stuff like that. But And she's got a boyfriend who she goes to prom with. And he finds her in a car making out with her female friend. Turns out that she's actually 
gay. Um, she's from a very religious family, so she gets sent away to this kind of Jesus worshipping camp that to, to her. cure her yeah. from homosexuality. Um, or SSAs, as they call it, same sex attractions. Um, so it's all kind of the story of her dealing with this crazy place. That they give it like a name, like an alcoholic. Yeah, kind of thing. But that's how like, they talk about it. It's yeah. like an addiction. Um, and it was really, really good. Very powerful, very touching. Turns um, out she gets cured and everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's married to a bloke by then. Um, no, it was it was really, really good. I recommend it highly. Um, it's not sad. necessarily a laugh a minute. No, but, but it sounds cool. I will, I will watch that. Sounds yeah. good. Do it. Uh, other than that, I t- to be honest, uh, so much, so unusually for me, but so much of my weekend was taken up with like watching things. So like, I went to the pub on Saturday night, but apart from that, lots of kind of chilling out. I was mm. with my girlfriend who, she just finished Breaking Bad for the first time. So we watched the last few episodes of Breaking Bad. I rewatched them. Mm. And I'm not going to give any spoilers away because there's probably still people out there who haven't oh, seen it. I think we're past that. But... I don't know if we have, just because it's so good, I can't bring myself to ruin it. But I, uh, even after not fully watching it all the way through, kind of dipping in and out, and knowing how it ends, I still found myself like slightly welling up at the very end of it. Mm. Um, that show really has a hold on me, and always will. It's a credit to how good it is, the fact that you, you know, you don't. it doesn't matter that you know what happens, it's, yeah. it's beautifully crafted. Oh, it's just genius, isn't it? Yeah. I love There's it. There's still people I know that, haven't watched it and they're like oh what's the first series when they're into it and I'm always you become that person that's like you've got to keep trying you've got to it's kind of like music some people it doesn't fit with them but you just assume it's so well made and it's so good that you have to like it yeah well it kind of comes on to a lot of what we're going to be talking about later but this is one which I think is just objectively brilliant like you you don't get to say Breaking Bad's not good because If you think that, then you're wrong. Often, if you don't think it's good, then you've probably got shit taste. Yeah, things. exactly. <laughs> um, what have you been up to, mate? Have you been living the life more than I have? Uh, no. <laughs> I've um, <laughs> kind of been doing what you've done, but without a girlfriend. Oh. Um, <laughs> you make that sound sad. <laughs> yeah, just kind of got really drunk on Friday, maybe. Oh, that's not what I've been doing at all. No, I know. Sorry. Um, Saturday, I have... No, I didn't, didn't get drunk at all. Came home. Mm-hmm. Started a new series on Netflix called Maniac. He's a maniac, maniac. Is that the? Uh, that's the theme tune. That's the theme tune. Yeah. Is it? It's actually the beginning and the end of every single episode. Is it really? No. no. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Okay. Like him, not so keen on her. She's very good in this. Okay. Very good. Um, I would say it's a little bit uh, Inception. Little Ooh. bit, um, what is it? Uh, of the spotless mind, eternal sunshine. Um, so it's not a comedy. It's very strange. It's a little bit Black Mirror. It's kind of, <laughs> it's really, really weird. It's dark, and it's confusing, and it's twisted, and it's a little twisted, and it's, it's, it really deals with dark matters. But then there are some scenes in it which are so deadpan. Right. And that there are funny moments in there that shouldn't be. It feels a little bit like a... Um, his name has left my head. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Wes. Wes. It feels a little bit Wes Anderson at times. With that, that humour that's kind of, like, misplaced. Okay. Um, like, there's a 
there's a bit it doesn't there's no spoilers here but like it's a very serious thing but then a lot of it is they they kind of have dreams so mm-hmm. they, the whole idea is that there's a company that makes these three drugs that kind of they make you go through new versions it's basically dreams right so projections of things okay. and then um there's this episode where he, he becomes an eagle and like it's in this, <laughs> the same episode there's a lot of serious stuff happening but then there's like elements of um really goes deep into people's psyche so there's this guy with mother problems and then she has drug problems and getting over the uh the death of a sister and he kind of lives in this family where he's not cared about yeah and really dark matters and then there's a bit when he's just like flying around in the dream and he's like i'm an eagle <laughs> what i'm flying i'm an eagle I realize this this it's... sounds like your dream <laughs> like you've dreamt this up That's this doesn't sound thing. real it doesn't it it feels and jonah so... hill feels so not the person I know, for he, it. he plays such a dark role and a lot of the time he see he seems so depressing but then there's these three separate dreams where one of them he basically plays like a gangster <laughs> and he's got these dreads and he's weird and then one of them he's like this posh man in this um like proper 20s kind of setting um it ju- it's just completely weird and and confusing but by the end of it you think that was such a joyous ride like it's one of them I think it's so well made so well written it's honestly brilliant I can't implore people to okay. watch it more I mean I'm definitely intrigued by that yeah. one and you'll watch the trailer and, you're, and you won't you, I don't know if you get any of those comedy elements yeah. but it's definitely funny okay it's it's really weird to explain <laughs> but definitely watch it please okay um, Sunday I went and watched football that was fine yeah yeah I got quite drunk perfectly fine Perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. Um, so yeah, that was my weekend and week. So around this time every week, normally we'll go straight into our musical highlights of the week, won't we? Yeah, we will. But this week we're doing something slightly different. We're taking one album and we're focusing on it the whole way through. Because, really, it's been both of our musical highlights. Positively or negatively, we've kind of not been able to turn away from the new record by... da 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 Brockhampton. Brockhampton. For the people at home who have been living in a box and haven't been paying attention to the outside world, can you tell anyone who doesn't know who Brockhampton are? Sure can, Tim. Um, so Brockhampton formed uh, a few years ago. 2015, um, I believe. 2015, by predominantly Kevin Abstract, who said on a Kanye forum, let's start a band. He had some schoolmates, some people from around the... America area, including Northern Ireland, but I don't know if he was actually in Northern Ireland at the time. Um, and they basically formed a boy band, the hardest working boy band in the world. Um, 14 members, I believe, now. They've had some yeah. more in the past. Uh, 14 members going from rappers to producers, managers, clothing people. Like, they all just kind of... They're all part of the crew. They're all part of the crew. Um, and they've got a bit of a kind of interesting backstory, haven't they, in the... Uh, from what I understand, a few of the members in the early days had seen The Social Network and seen the house that they rent in that movie yeah. to kind of build Facebook and thought, we want to do a music version of that. So they all kind of piled in to this one place and mm. it became their kind of music factory. Yeah. Um, so think group of friends creating music 
and films and anything they put their minds to. Yes. And up until this point, we've had quite a lot of music in a relatively short amount of time from mm. the band. Uh, we had, I think, American All American Trash, yes. first EP, and then Saturation 1, 2 and 3, all in 2017. Yeah. Uh, and now this is their fourth official studio release. It is, and it's the first on a massive major label. Mm. They've signed a huge multi-multi-million dollar deal. Um yeah, which I suppose has kind of changed the dynamic of the group in some ways. Um, in a way, yeah. Or at least one would assume it probably does, because the last three, they've come out independently um, and kind of on their agenda. This time, are they answering to other people? Are they not? These are all the questions we needed to have answered in the record, and I think in some ways we have, and in the best way we can, we're going to kind of give you a little bit of a guided tour through it. Mm-hmm. We're going to go chronologically and jump in, jump out, and tell you what we think, because it's been occupying our minds so much. So without further ado, let's have a listen to the very first track on the album. It's called New Orleans. Perfectly fine. That's fine. Said nigga, brother, nigga, brother, what you living for? They sugar finish what you started, what you quitting for? They told me God gave me a mission, but I'm missing the supplies to complete it. I ain't the one you should read, and I used to be in the feeding. So nigga, brother, who you scanning with? I'm independent, cause these parties never play for this. Brother, nigga, with a brain, unintentionally swerving in every lane. The feeling's never the same. You chase what you couldn't gain. I'm so accustomed to flames, I couldn't. Tell you was fire, situation is dire Here they cost them the quiet A disposition acquired from my position on earth It's telling me to capitate everything for what it's worth When I die, these words gon' need separate caskets in the hearse I don't rhyme, I freeze time and let these hands just do the work I'm maintaining with my curse, go with me and this is my birth See the canvas as I play it, I'm commanding with my nerves Tell them boys don't run from us. I've been down too long, cousin. I've been down too long, brother. Tell the world I ain't scared nothing. Tell the world I ain't scared jumping. Tell my boy I want to cripple on it. Tell the world stop tripping. Now I build a different house with some different functions. Tell them boys don't run from us. I've been down too long, cousin. I've been down too long, brother. Tell the world I ain't scared nothing. Tell the world I ain't scared jumping. Tell my boy I want to cripple on it. Tell the world stop tripping. Now I build a different house with some different functions. Try to cheat men like baby. Feel the teeth sinking like rabies. So that was New Orleans getting everything underway. And Harry, how did you feel about that intro, that beginning on first listen and sort of having had a few more days since to uh, digest it? Um, I would say that every time I listen to this, I have a different view on it in a way. Um, So I should preface all of this by saying I haven't been as excited by a drop for a while um, to the point where it reminded me a little bit of when a little bit like when Blonde dropped and I had to have it the second it came out I had to find where it was released if I could get it anywhere Uh, I of course did buy it legally Um, I really did did you get vinyl? Uh, no I think they've released vinyl Um, so that's different (laughs) but it was one of these ones where I just needed it so the, the second it hits midnight, the second it's that it's available, I try to get it. 
and um, I was actually at work when I first got it. I'd stayed there quite late, and I was listening to it, and I was with some people, and I was about three songs in, and I just turned it off because I thought this isn't this isn't the right way to be doing this. So I listened to it on the train on the way home, and first thoughts was okay. So it's opening like it's a big kind of crowd pleaser kind of thing it's one of the ones where they they come storming on and they're all just kind of jumping around screaming it feels so I, like an opening yeah an opening track to a set for sure yeah it, definitely. it's like um it's like the the cribs always used to start sets with uh their song our bovine public because it was they could just come out and shout it straight away yeah. and it's like everyone would surge to the front immediately and this is a bit of one of those, isn't it? Like, the headbanging is started, like, the second they're on stage. I think before we get into it too sonically, I would say that lyric-wise and structure-wise, it's, it's kind of an introduction. It's it's like everyone has their say. Um, there's a lot of themes in there about we do what we want. This is the new us. I think Kevin Abstract has um, a lyric in there. Uh, tell the world I ain't scared of nothing. Tell the world I ain't scared of jumping. Tell my boy I want a crib in London, which is nice. I like to hear London in there. There, yeah. we we always knew it was coming. And you want a crib in London, uh, so. of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was kind of there. It was it felt a little bit like a statement piece, maybe. Um, yeah, there's a lot of bravado, a lot of kind of um, that slightly kind of uh, yeah that that infused energy that gets right in your face um there's i think in terms of the vocals and that kind of stuff there is a lot to like for me personally i can't really get past the incessant incessant drone of that of that noise and the kind of industrial feel and the mechanical feel to the beats is something that yeah we're getting as a real theme the whole way through and for me uh purely down to taste not to, down to say that's bad but it is something I'm gonna. You're gonna hear me say I'm struggling with a lot throughout this episode because I, that beat just doesn't do it for me at all. Yeah, and I think um, it's, it proves it. Um, there's times in a few tracks in the record and in this one where things take a mellow hit for a second. Yeah, and they often are my favourite parts of the tracks. Yeah, I do like these kind of booming ones as well. Um, but as we're kind of from from the off, I'm not like Jesus. You know, I'm kind of thinking, um, okay. Yeah. Just kind of, okay. As the opening line says, it's perfectly fine. And, you know, it's a a funny choice of something to put out as the very start of of an album, that line. I'd love to know the reasoning why they put it there, but this song to me is just perfectly fine. It's not something I'm going to particularly listen to many times because I already feel like I've got everything I can out of it and it hasn't really floated my boat. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe it's there as a broad term of like all of you guys worrying about us and whether we're going to be hitting the mark again or whether we're actually coming back with an album at all. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Everything's okay. Yeah. Maybe it's that. Um, although I said earlier, maybe it's them saying that, yeah, this, this album is just <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, so... Moving on, um, I think a little highlight for me is the uh, transition between this and the next track, Thug Life. So let's bring in that now. 
with one of the shorter tracks of the album, Thug Life. Uh, Tim, so you finished the first track, you weren't massively on board. What happens when the second track comes in? Well, it's funny because it's... It couldn't, in so many ways, be more different from from the opener. But at the same time, my the things I like and the things I dislike are kind of similar in that instrumentally it's gone completely the other end of the spectrum but I, it's it's sickly sweet for me it's mm. it's not possible it feels kind of early noughties R&B type stuff that I just was never into at the time and I'm still not now it feels like Nelly and Kelly or bloody mm. Amen or something like that you know stuff that I just didn't didn't do it for me um, I I really like some of the lines I like the fact that there's uh, already a callback to New Orleans because I, I always like it in albums where it feels like a fluid piece of work um, mm. so you've got the lyrical callback about the gold chains turning your neck green which we had in the last track that's cool I like that as a touch um, and I like the I like the fact that something that is clearly such a sort of soft and tender song it's called Thug Life yeah um, and it I think, seems uh, like purposefully done isn't it and I yeah. think track listing wise I think it's seems like something that they meant to do by putting that at the end of such a rash big tune yeah and I like Dom's verse I think it's really really cool um, it's for people who maybe haven't listened to old Brockhampton uh, and are maybe wondering why they've kind of blown up in the way they have and they've got such a loyal fan base I think They've always been very relatable. They've always had quite a lot of sort of introspection in a lot of their um, a lot of their lyrics, and they've spoken very openly about troubles that they've had. And I think that's a connection that they've built with their fans that not many other artists have been able to in such a way in recent years. Um, and on this verse, you get a lot of those kind of things um, being mentioned for the first time on the record. I know it's still super early doors, but. Uh, you know that side of it I'm really into um, mm. you know artists talking about mental health and issues around that is maybe not as rare as it used to be it feels like people are feeling more um, empowered to be able to to talk about such issues I mean we did an episode about that kind of stuff ages ago and even then that's only kind of a year and a half two years ago but it felt like finding good examples then was difficult more difficult whereas now I think we'd find that a lot easier um, but that doesn't mean it's not to be celebrated when it's done so those are the bits that I do like about the track but again l- sort of listening to it purely as a song and purely as a piece of music it it doesn't particularly do it for me I can't lie <laughs> I think from all of the tracks it would be one if you would have said like write me a list of the tracks you did like or didn't like um I probably would have put this in one that you wouldn't like just because I know your types of vocals that you'd yeah. like and Bareface of, often has those kind of vocals that they are very sweet they are they are most like a boy ba- like a traditional boy band of, yeah. of everything because he's the kind of best vocalist um, I, I don't really know where I stand with this one at the moment I you know we're still only four days after the release three days really um, I don't know where I sit with it yet. I do like the track. Um, I do like the juxtaposition of Thug Life and whatever. I th- I feel like they're they're what they're trying to do with this is kind of throw people off. They want to bring something new to the table, and I think that was purposefully done to try and do that. Um, yeah. I think Dom is such a talented 
lyricist, I we were saying how that that, that his verse in there should be at the forefront. It's the best thing about the song if you if you of look course. at it objectively and if you sit and look at the lyrics as he's going through. It's by far the best element in the song. And it's almost like so. The, really, they've just got some nice vocals, a little bit of a hook thing, um, but it's it's Dom's Dom's verse is the meat, and it's filled with some other nice kind of bits, but they don't make the use of that meat. Yeah. It's not tender enough. It's <laughs> it's it's low in the mix. It's um, the the effect they use on Dom's voice isn't that good. I, it, it doesn't seem necessary. That's doesn't the thing. add anything, does it? No, it, it kind of just makes it a little harder to hear. Yeah, and that's not really what you want. And Dom has such a good voice when he's rapping along. Uh, it just seems a bit of a bit of a shame. Um, so at the moment we kind of hit with a big song, slightly softer next one, um, and then we move on to. Berlin. She said, baby boy, why you looking round me and shit? I make the rest watch every time it's on my seat. If I could cut it so my nigga would my mama think. We cut the weapons on toilets, make it pass it stick. Trading that new state put around us for a Cuban link. So my ancestors could see me shine and tell me what you think. I remember the illusions that they tried to move to me. That pollution still ain't stop my evolution. What you choosing? No chip on my shoulder, honey. These under the sea. Reef the valley, cheat the power up like Hummer Diesel. Golden chain for niece and nephew. Pessimistic, I do not hear rounding boys. Metaphysics need another dimension I can't enjoy. Why you There we go. We have Berlin, uh, the third track in the album. Tim, what are your thoughts on this? It's. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna keep saying the same things, but again, there's bits that I, I do like and bits that I don't. Uh, I find the first half of the track definitely appeals less to me than the second half. It, we get a bit more uh, kind of melody afterwards. Again, the the first half is very harsh, very abrasive, very kind of sparse and slightly brutal in the beat mm. um, I do quite like the the hook I do quite like uh, little bits of it but yeah it's the later stages where it it kind of really picks up for me um, I I actually think one of the best things so there's a thing about Brockhampton that the one thing I think they were trying to get from this album is to get away from the structure that they often have. Um, I actually think, although sonically, like it's it's quite different to a lot of their previous work, it fits more in that kind of vein from their older stuff. In terms of sometimes you get, you might have a track where it seems there's irrelevant parts to it yeah. they're trying to fit everybody in and they're just trying to do their their thing yeah and sometimes it feels a bit like that like i really like matt champion mm-hmm. uh, he's one of my favorite rappers on uh, in brockhampton i i find his verses a bit null and void in this yeah. um 
that might change the more I listen to it and stuff. But on kind of first hearing, uh, it's like, are you just trying to get them in there? Um, I mean, it's short and he doesn't really say a lot on it. It yeah. kind of... It, it plays into one of the things that I... And we'll get to it more a bit later on, but there is a materialism that I feel is coming in on this album, which for me is a step away from what I was talking about earlier, you know, what, with their relatability. I don't... It's just never appealed to me, rappers who talk about cars and diamonds and, you know, the kind of lavish lifestyle. One, yeah. because it's just not relatable. I don't live that life. Never gonna. But also, it it, it just feels easy. Um, yeah. You hear so many crap rappers talk about that kind of stuff. So when I hear verses that are a bit like that, I do just kind of... I I uh, sit on the other side of the fence with this one just because I... When I think an artist offers more as well, you know, they're trying to just be honest to themselves. And if and if that is something that they are going through, then I don't mind if, if that's what they want to rap about, especially when they're hitting us with more valued important points that might be relatable to you later on because remember yes they're trying to be relatable to people but they're also making this for themselves and if that's something that they're going through then i'm okay hearing it like there's a there's a bit with with that joba says near the end um you can kind of interpret this however you like but when he says um never ask for the drama but i'll turn it into dollars and then he sings dollars I a few think, times. Yeah. I I like. Firstly, I like the way it sounds. I like. I like his flow. Dollars. Um, dollars. I I personally think that means making light of a bad situation. You might think it's kind of. It sounds a bit. Um, I think that's extortionate. Poten- I think that's potentially one of the most unpalatable lines on the record, purely because uh, and people may not know um, sort of some of the recent history of Brockhampton, but there was a a guy who was a member, a Mirvan, who. He had to leave the band, the group, what, six months ago? Mm-hmm. Maybe even less, because of multiple uh, accusations of kind of sexual misconduct. Um, I think it's probably the politest way to put it. Um, some really quite nasty things he's been accused of doing. Um, and it's kind of been this shadow that has followed Brockhampton around up until the release of this album. I think they've had to work quite hard to shake it off. Yeah. So given that, to talk about... Uh, sort of using that to make money it's it's it, possibly a oversight it, yeah or it might be tongue tongue in cheek yeah um reference to that but given the serious nature of that stuff i do find it a little bit hard to stomach, stomach. that one interesting um yeah how, how would a victim of such things feel about that line mm. i'm not sure you'd feel great about it that's find a way of asking him what he means but <laughs> um and i think again it's something that we're gonna probably hit on a number of times but i think it's things like that where the story of this record is that it got made in 10 days in london mm-hmm. uh and i think there's moments like that where things do feel a little bit of like an oversight and a little bit like you maybe not fully thought through and fully fleshed out and we're here you know we're gonna f- find loads of bits through the rest of the record where we also feel that way but it's just like I don't know a slight lack of there's times when we we kind of think that it's first draft material yeah. in a way like they've by no means are we saying that 
because it was their first kind of go, it's bad, um, and we could be wrong. Um, but it seems that there's there's times on this album where it feels like if you had more time to flesh it out a bit, if you had more time to maybe think about these things, yeah, uh, then maybe you would have produced something a little better or fine fine tuned. Yeah, and it's it's hard to say that without sounding like you're kind of shitting on them, but it's yeah, you know, every everybody can. Um, benefit from a bit more time about on something and you know if there's any band that can create something in 10 days and be yeah. good then it is them but, but but there's an interesting line in this in this and i think again dom he for me i think he's he delivers some of the best verses on the whole album and he he says something which one i think is beautiful in its own right uh and sort of makes some of the less thought out lines seem more stark by contrast but also i think throws into question some of the methods used for making this album he says reporting for the operation i learned that the beauty is in the creation it's like that part of the process has that been forgotten you know he he can see it he can see that beauty is in the creation and that part of crafting something i think from what i've seen from uh, the trailer to the documentary and and everything like that i think this album was a very momentary thing for them yeah. it was a spare in the moment kind of thing yeah. and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing but be- when there's so much hype around something you expect the best and maybe that's a little bit much for us to just expect the yeah. best they've ever produced because maybe it is just like they've got 10 days they want to put something out because they want yeah. something to reflect this time yeah I'm sure it's like a little time capsule for them yeah um, and it, maybe it feels different when you were there, but we can't. You know, we can only guess at what all that is. What mm. we can talk about is what we hear. Exactly. That's given out to us. But all in all, I don't hate the track. Second half, I actually really quite like. Um, I really like the abrasive bass at the end. I yeah. think that's it. Does something for me. Kind of really riles me up. Yeah. But not in a bad way. <laughs> um, Harry wants a fight now. <laughs> we are then met with a very different track to this, um, with something about him. Yeah, certainly are. Something about him, his carnation nice flashing. There's something about him, yeah, his attitude is like magic. There's something about him, I know I got to have it. You say all the things that you say. I really like how you do all the things you do. I really like all the things that you really can say. I really like how you move when you act by yourself. I really like how you grow. You can take a minute. So we had uh, something about him, um, which was a quite a short track, very different almost. It sounds a little bit like a. Not a skit, but one, you know, like a kind of interlude kind of thing. Yeah. It's interesting that it's pretty much all Kevin Abstract, that track. Yeah. Um, and it feels quite a lot more like his solo stuff. But also, the the beat, I think, is probably closer to some of my older favourite Brockhampton mm. tracks than than anything we've heard so far. Um, it's a bit more, you know, it's introspective, it's, it's, it's mellow. Um, there was a summary I always think of them as being a really summary yeah. band the stuff that I really love from them um, and that feels summary yeah. and bright it feels um, 
retrospective in a way yeah. like uh it again like we talked about a few weeks ago or last week it kind of takes you to a, a moment in time that you weren't actually involved in but it feels like you were kind of you can set the pit you can set the scene to that track yeah um and, and i think lyrically the the line some there's something about him uh his car ain't n- nice and flashy that to me is almost kind of like what i think of the best parts of brockhampton is like yeah. when they're not talking about flashy cars and well this is this is what i'm saying about why i like those things is yeah. because i feel like some of them are in there as a juxtaposition because i i think they they want to talk about both elements to, of their lives. They yeah. want to talk about those those heights that they have, that they that they witness every day, that they they are richer, um, in all those ways. But when it gets to the bare bones of things, they're still depressed. Yeah. They're still sad about certain things. They you know they really actually don't care about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that stuff for me, uh, in my interpretation anyway, is that that stuff is in there yeah. to show those two levels. You're probably right. Like, and I suppose that's the kind of thing that, with a bit more time with it, it'll become clearer. Um, mm. Maybe I'm wrong. So no, I, I think I think you probably are right. And I think you know, that, again, everything will have been put in there for a reason and put in there at a certain point for a reason. And I think the fact that this comes quite early still in the album with a with a chorus like that, I think is telling. They, you know, they're probably trying to emphasise that point that um, that's not necessarily where their values lie, but yeah. that is their life they need to talk about one small thing before we move on to the next track is that um, earlier I was talking about the maybe the misuse of effects on a vocal I think here we get when a when an effect is used and it's fitting I think you're getting a a vocal from Kevin that is quite soft and delicate and it sounds you know that that effect gives it the sound of like that his voice could break at any moment that he's yeah. kind of being so honest with himself and so honest that he's just you know in that moment and that's when I think the effects do really work on vocals yeah um the next track is where the cash at <laughs> so, it's so different <laughs> and it's it we're, we're getting ripped apart all over the place yeah. here um so yeah this is where the cash at Both of your house and dump like the trash man Pull up in your grill, but I'm not a fan Merlin, I do no hat trick There's someone with a cash at There's someone with a headset But there's someone with a cash at I would rather be on acid Rather make investments Gonna come out to the dead Fuck them out those benches I'm like the IRS Pull up to your address I'm trying to best I seizure Go put it at Keisha Johnny Dango ice my diamonds Up out the freezer have much to say about this track um just that it's the first one that it, again it's one of the harsher ones on the record but i actually really really like this one the mm-hmm. the sort of throbbing at the beginning the wall, wall like listening to it on headphones it's not overbearing is it no but listening to it on headphones as loud as it, they'll go it 
almost makes my head feel like it's going to explode, but like in a really good way. Like, and I feel like that's kind of the aesthetic they're going for the track. Yeah. It's 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 almost like the the inside thoughts of Merlin, which yeah. you know, um, he's the kind of character of the band that does the kind of I don't know the, the words to use, but the sketchy kind of almost shouty, yeah, uh, just his thoughts being let free kind of yeah. thing um, feels a little wilder yeah definitely feels wild um, <laughs> and arguably I don't know how how deep the track goes um, but this is I think a little bit of that juxtaposition I was talking about yeah. of flexing almost yeah um, maybe it's kind of that uh, I don't I don't really know yeah. um, I like the track sonically I haven't really delved into this one that much I don't think that yeah I nor have I and I don't I don't ne- necessarily not think there is out. I don't think there is that much to delve into but no. it, again I think it's there for contrast I think it's there for um, other reasons and I think I think it works yeah I, I think it I think it's a great tune and I think it really highlights uh, it, it's perfectly placed for what yeah the next track to come is yeah um, which is weight yeah which is Big. They split my world into pieces. I ain't hearing from my nieces. I've been feeling defeated, like I'm the worst in the boy band. I ain't sleeping some weekends, trying to headline both weekends. Leave my niggas y'all sheeping. I keep the world in my hands. I know accounts should be deleted. I know some niggas should stop hitting my phone whenever they need it. Money, your favors done. Cause I'm still worried about when Ashlyn finna put the razor down. So I don't really give a fuck about the story they done spun. And I ain't done. Uh, and I ain't done. You heard me? I really miss the old days before the cosigns I really miss them cold days before the road signs I really miss when I ain't know it's where I was supposed to head And I was pressed because my shorty gave me cold signs I was writing poems by the dog in study hall And she was mad cause I never wanna show her off And every time she took a bra off, my dick would get soft I thought I had a problem, kept my head inside a pillow screaming I don't Tim, thoughts? Many, many, many thoughts. Uh, first of all, as kind of a top level, I think it's the best track on the album, certainly to this point and quite possibly in total. Um, I think it's the first time everybody comes into their own, that it's the first time you get a track that 
yeah, this this is what we came for kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, there's a really, really good Rolling Stone article, which I'm not going to kind of read from or uh, try and paraphrase too much, but it talks about how Kevin Abstract's verse, which comes at the very start of the track, is kind of, they say, the kind of emotional heart of the entire album. And and I really buy into that idea. I think, uh, I think it's a beautiful verse with a lot to it, a lot to really get your teeth into the mm. meaning behind it and purely uh, sonically it really really works as well mm. um, do go and read that because I think it gives you it's not too long it doesn't try and say too much but I think it really gives you like a nice footing for the album itself I um, I really like Dom's verse on this as well I think it's it's so it's, it just sounds like a real letter from home kind of thing like yeah. uh, he's you know he's being very honest as per usual with Dom and very open to the fact that he's it kind of sounds like he just doesn't know what he's doing and he's still just a kid who's trying to he doesn't trust people he still wants you know word, wise words from his mother yeah and just that whole thing uh, really fits nicely into the track as well yeah um, and again he's, he's kind of really poetic as well there's, there's one line in particular that I really like which is uh uh, I think he says, I think the hardest part of love could be rebuilding the breaks. And it's mm. like, that they're the kind of bits that you really cling on to. Um, and those kind of lines will really stay with you. I'll, I won't forget that one. That's what I, I do love about this group, is that from the outside, it looks like they're just a group of guys who have everything they could ever want. Yeah. And yet, they still all have such difficult lives to lead, no matter how much money, no matter how much... They love doing what they do because I'm, I'm 100% sure they do. Um, but they still have the same struggles as everybody else. Yeah. And having to deal with all of that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, trying to understand... It's something we don't necessarily understand and may never understand. But being at the top, having the record deal, yeah. recording at Abbey Road, all the things you could never, you would never dream of having. And then you'd think, why is, why is everything not great? Like why I should be as happy as I can, yeah. And it must make it that much more magnified, yeah. When things aren't going right, yeah. And the fact that they talk about that is amazing. I agree with you. It's one of the things that I really love about them. I think one of the things that loads of people really love about them. It's why for me sometimes it becomes a bit disappointing when they stray really far away from this stuff. Mm. That's kind of the version of the band that I like. I realise you can't do that constantly, but I do find it that when you know they're capable of stuff like that. Yeah. it becomes a bit more frustrating um but yeah purely on a on a sonic level this uh, it's such a complex song and there's so many different elements to it that yeah, i suppose it's probably it seems deceptively easy in a way to put all those together and make it work as well as it does but that to get from where we start with and where we end on that track and yeah. then have you know you've got the strings and the keys and the kind of UK rave type beat towards the back end. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely love that. Yeah, all that kind of stuff to put it together the way they have is incredible. The tempo changes, everything about it. I think I think it's just genius. I, I absolutely adore it. And I think uh, because they're so prolific, because they do really do make excellent music. When you've got a track, when you've got an album of fifteen, does this shout out as one of the ones that probably had some more time with it, or do you reckon it's maybe just one that clicked? Maybe the one where they all had the same real thought going into it. And maybe maybe it took them less time to make, I don't know. But their minds were all set on the on the right thing. Yeah. It, it, um, it feels like, to me, one that was crafted more. 
Yeah. I think there's so many different elements to it and so many different uh, thoughts clearly being brought together that for me, maybe they are just incredible, incredible workers and that they can churn something out like, like this in a day. But yeah. for me, it feels like that that would be very, very difficult, if not impossible to do. It feels like there's more to it, this one. There's so much to it that, that that's work. It's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, Carries a lot of weight to it. Yeah. Um, so the next track, uh, possibly quite divisive, um, the next track that comes after that is District. I'm Sammy J. My favourite colours are um, black and red. Let me from a way out of this bitch, from myself, high in the distance, from a young, lying in this dish, with a wrist of some diamonds and mixing. If I can't find a time to get my heart out, would you stop a mail when we slow the world down? Would you hold it down for me with my heart pound? Ain't no telling you, tell us I got a car now. Let me from a way out of this bitch, from myself, high in the distance, from a young, lying in this dish, with a wrist of some diamonds and mixing. If I can't find a time to get my heart out, would you stop a mail when we slow the world down? Would you hold it down for me with my heart pound? So that was District, and me and Tim share different views on this one. Uh, Tim, you go first. I don't like it. Okay. Right, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, I just, after the highs of weight, uh, this to me just feels like such a crash. Um, the the very start of it is okay. Like It feels like we might be sort of building in something, uh, something interesting and exciting it, it's funny the beginning of this song almost feels like a skit in its own right before it kind of really goes into it but once we get to like the the industrial beats are back and just the kind of brashness of it it's, it just feels like covering old ground it's like we've been here already we've done this bit um and the whole way through it feels a bit like that even down to the end where the outro gets a bit more me- melody again it's like that's what berlin did it's exactly the same as what mm. berlin did uh, it feels like it feels like the same track <laughs> again, okay. and it's just like, oh, really? I thought we were going somewhere I liked, and I don't like it. So I, I personally feel like this track holds a lot more weight to it as well, um, because it's. I think it has that almost annoying sound to it, intentionally. Um, <laughs> you get. The thing is, is the lyrical matter for me yeah. that really sells this track to me. You get have tracks, and this is why I stick with what I think about the whole um, mentioning those material things. There's the from the first verse from Kevin Abstract. Um, you get this. Let me find my way out of this bitch. Find myself high in the distance. Find me up lying in this ditch with a wrist and some diamonds a mixing. 
and I, and it straight away I'm just I'm just getting this real raw like I think he's talking about um trying to cope with having all these things like I was talking about earlier and still relying on drugs and things to get him by so yeah you'll find him with the swish car and the the wristwatches and whatever but he'll still be dead in the ditch one day because he can't quite hack it then you have a really good verse from uh, Matt Champion which I think that's when he first really comes into the album uh, with anything really strong with really good lyrics about trying to deal with that kind of stuff as well uh, money walk and money talk but money don't no make comfortable big ass house and a big ass car don't add up when you die alone uh, those have a lot of weight behind them yeah and then his get... verse is the one that, that sort of struck me as yeah, yeah have, having that depth um, and in my kind of notes I I told him to tell the rest. Yeah, of them but I because think, <laughs> I think the rest have it. And then yeah. I mean, you you've had Kevin first, and then you have Joba. Praise God, Hallelujah! I'm still depressed, yeah. and it's like, I think that is just he does he delivers the same kind of thing in his own way. Yeah, and I, mean, I, I enjoy yeah. his. Uh, I, ha- I can't bear Joba's verse on this. Really, the, his delivery on it is just it's so much too much. Again, the. The backing track doesn't need it. It doesn't need someone screeching on top. Um, it's so it's so much layer on layer on layer of kind of getting in your ears and um, I almost can't take in anything more because it's like, oh, it's just kind of it's sensory in- overload. It's really interesting because um, I, I, I find that that makes it, that gives it more um, emotion to me. Yeah, maybe. I, it's just a track that I I can't I can't get past. It's like whose whose printer broke in the office and why is it making that noise? And like, <laughs> <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we'll agree to disagree on that one. I think um, the next track coming up straight after that is Loophole, which is just a very short kind of skit based on a an interview. I think uh, it was a. It's kind of just a. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's it's got Cameron on it, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, I can't remember who the other guy he's talking to is, um, but it's quite funny. It feels quite poignant in the middle of it. Definitely yeah. have to give it a listen. Uh, get a little bit of strings on the background of their interview. Um, kind of talking about not trusting. Yeah. Or not being able to trust people yeah. and whether um, your friends have their hearts in the right places and yeah. things like that. Uh, yeah, and maybe I just loved it because it meant that district was over um. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus uh, the next track after that though is tape I could barely rap I could barely dance I could barely laugh I could barely hang and do the male strip or do a belly dance for me and my boyfriend that's insane and I'm drunk as fuck when nigga sucks up for the reason to get my bucks up for the reason to care about society and good enough reason just to hire me but honestly see my mom can't walk in my lungs I'm worried we're used to I feel like it's my fault cause of music I be saying shit just fucking rude and untrue but truthfully the words had damage is cruel to me but even more cruel to be this in your front of niggas that pay to hear me Sometimes I be wondering why I be tripping off and I should probably spend my time riding around to the dentist's office that's killing two birds and one stone. When I was younger, way before I was grown, I wanted to deal with death row. I'm rhyme sayers, I'm saving my time for mics later. I might save it, depending on the shit that y'all write later. I hate writers, I hate tweets, I hate journalists. They hate truth, they hate peace, they want my niggas to burn the Looking on the face of my wristwatch Watch the top stop just to speed up Watch life unfold In between the tick tock Speeding down the one way Fuck these signs, fuck these lights Put my life on the line 
mind when it feel right I'm fine, no I'm not lying, don't ask me I pay the fine, I pay the toll Just hope I don't crash it But hey, if I do, it would be a blaze of glory Engulfed by the manifestation of death behind me All my life I felt inadequate And through the years I've dealt with Tragedy after tragedy God, send a message, send a messenger my way Never claim to be a saint, forgive me Feel like the light that I was blessed with is diminished I'm haunted by the visions of my youth Turn true, I've come to expect my expectations aren't true But I'm a master of believing my lies And you can't break me, and I can't break At the speed of life So there we go, that was tape uh, Tim, thoughts on that, please uh, Big tune for me uh, a, a, a return to form within the record um, I really like the fact that Kevin starts the track with uh, I can barely rap, I can barely dance I, it, one, I, I just think it's a funny way to start a song. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Ezra Furman on his song, Ordinary Life. He starts with, I'm sick of this record already. Mm. It's that kind of thing of, um, yeah, instantly shooting the track down before it's even got going. It's yeah. just a, a sort of dark humour to that that I like. Um, and yeah, I really like it. Um, this is kind of the version of talking about fame and the trappings of success and all those kind of things that I can get on board with and I can I feel I can relate to still I think this is the way of expressing those kind of things that yeah, I how do you deal with the fame oh do you know what? it's really <laughs> difficult yeah it's a bloody nightmare but I do also love it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, don't stop following me around people <laughs> um yeah no I, I couldn't agree more um I think this track really dwells on all of the members thoughts about these kind of things I mean you get uh, Matt Champion kind of whether he can trust uh, somebody but, but to be with them yeah. and then constantly telling oh you're fine you're doing alright blah 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 and then not really understanding him and you you get uh, Jober with another good verse and Dom again uh, with one that really kind of uh, is is dark like yeah. it's probably the darkest he gets well at least until this point um the whole the last bit um yeah i know but my strife overwhelms every night until i'm forced to close my eyes brain disease parasite eating me from inside emotions bleed i can't believe how i'm slipping through the night yeah and you're just like jesus <laughs> yeah, right um, that's how i really felt that yeah um this track like i was mentioning earlier the one just before um deals with similar matters but with a a beat that is really nice some really nice strings over under it yeah bit uh, of windy quite simple uh some some drums that are kind of off kilter a little bit yeah, i like them though but um yeah so do i but what i'm getting at is that you can still deliver that without having something annoying in the background yeah. so i guess that is kind of what yeah exactly uh, absolutely yeah this uh, exactly that i can get on board with um like i say the the, the strings I like, the wind I like, the the drum beat I think is really, really cool. Uh, it's got like a bit of a sort of early 90s hip-hop mm. feel to me, um, which again is kind of flexing there. The muscles of the variety that they can do, it's, yeah. it's really cool. It's, I guess it's 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 having those same thoughts but dealing with it in a different way. Like the first one is kind of having similar thoughts but being more angry about it. Yeah. And this one is kind of being more sad about it in a way. Yeah. Um, the next track we have straight after tape is... Juver. 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 Take it out or leave it. I 
record Jouvert. Um I personally really love this track. Okay, tell us why. Um, firstly, I think everyone on it is great. I think it did come with the video, so it was actually the first track that I'd heard yep. off the album. Um, and I think it delivers that angst and the kind of aggression, but without too much yeah I I like the style of it I don't really know what it is about it I just really like everything about it um, I constantly want to hear Joba's verse I like the delivery of it I like how rancid it is I like how stressed he seems yeah um, I know you're not a massive fan of that kind of thing but I yeah although this one not only his verse I, I, I don't I quite like his verse I, I can get on board with this one it doesn't feel quite as as sort of um, is it because there's not as much going on behind yeah, it yeah I think so it's you know it, is, it still definitely falls in with the heavier side of the album than the other side but it's one it's probably of the heavier tracks and the more kind of mechanical tracks it's one that I, I'm much more on board with I actually quite like it um, again like is the case with a lot of these it's the second half that I prefer to the first half um, when we get excuse me like that kind of makes me laugh every time I, I, there's just something about it mm. um, yeah it's, it's it's not a track I love but it's by no means a track I dislike um, the, this is kind of more what I was saying with the other sort of industrial tracks where you can still make that kind of stuff but it can have some melody to it and it can have some kind of you know, something that actually sounds like music yeah. <laughs> not just noise as a backing track yeah um yeah, that is just much more pleasing to my palate, personally. Okie dokie. Um, so we're getting to our 11th track now, uh, with Honey. My arms are always open, your fears always rolling, and they deep and you can't control it. 
what you want, what you want, emotion My arms are always open, your fears always rolling In the deep and you can't control it What you want, what you want, emotion I need to step out with no frustration I need a permanent getaway vacation They got a permanent hit list, my nigga A million reasons to get rich, my nigga 50 did it right, right. There we go with Honey Tim. Do you have thoughts on this one? I have uh, lots and lots of positive thoughts on this one. I think the the first half, uh, the way it comes in and that first verse, possibly my favourite moments on the album. I can't help but bounce. I can't help but just get straight into it straight away. It's one that I think I said at the beginning. Um, in terms of the ways I've listened to this album, a couple of the, a couple of times I haven't, it hasn't had my full attention. I've been doing other stuff, and it's been on the background, giving it a full listen through. And the beginning of this track always grabs my attention, takes me away from whatever it is I'm doing, and it's just like, oh my god, I like this. I'm bouncing, mm. I'm dancing, I'm just like fully into it um, on a completely aesthetic level. Um, it's great, yeah. really, really good. Uh, I second that notion. Um, really good track uh, this actually samples Beyonce Does it? and it samples their own track Bump from Saturation okay I did yeah. not know that which is it's kind of slowed down I think um, yeah I mean I really like this track There's, it's kind of the first so there's a there's a bit of a theme here in that I feel like the album starts to improve the, the further you get down it yeah um, so a couple before this is, is the kind of beginning of that and this is where the real turning point is especially yeah. to me um, yeah I really like that track yeah I, th- I think it's great there's there's little moments in it as well there's lines which bit close to the bone but I do quite like Kendrick always has this way for me of like kind of he'll have lines that every time I hear it no matter how many times I've heard a track I'll kind of gasp and be like oh I can't believe you just said that um and there's a couple of those on here. Like every every summer in the city starts to feel like Columbine. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, but exactly. And I, like like ending because um, you got to get yours and I got to get mine. Like that kind of attitude yeah. of like, well, we've got to look out for ourselves. Yeah, like, yeah. Like if, if they're gonna kill them, we've got to like, kill. You know, it's like dog eat dog. Yeah, slight kind of mentality to it. It's yeah. This is one one that's really got that bravado and got that kind of boisterousness to it. But I love. In a, in a way mm. that I love uh, and it ends really nicely as well with that yeah. it kind of sounds a bit Kanye as well the, the yeah. last part you can kind of hear those references yeah. or those uh, take froms yeah. I can't remember the words the the beginning beat it I, uh, it's kind of like a lame reference but I really there's something about it that's really Eminem without me to the beat at the beginning yeah Wow! 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, it, some something about it just takes me there, and I haven't thought about that song in a long time. Mm. But it popped straight back into my when I was listening to this earlier. Um, but yeah, Honey is a if you if you're gonna go and have a little dip in, this is one to to go pick out. I think yeah, just a real highlight. Uh, well, straight after that, we have Vivid. Yo, 
Send that shit over, boy. Como se dice, don't touch on me with them dados. I minimize all your credentials. I maximize all of my pesos. I want the best that can do it. Give it to me straight, don't dilute it. I want hand it like Odell. No, no, pen like go and chill. Up and down like go for real. Head on me like gold real. With a smell like ocean air. Way too deep like depths of hell. Need a smoking shot of whiskey diamonds, bitch. Like all that Chrissy talking smack. Oh, don't get lippy love on you. Oh, don't forget me. Come like e, 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 e. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Think I'm like e, e. So that track was Vivid, and by no means is it a throwaway track, but it's one that didn't really land with either of us in terms of loving it or hating it. It was yeah, it's kind, it's kind of fine, isn't it? The, yeah. The beat sounds a bit like a kind of less hard-hitting track from from Jesus, right? Yeah. It's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, one I'll delve into a bit more lyrically in that as well, but uh. Yes, it's, a, it's a good track. Yeah. <laughs> um, then next, we are met with one of my favourite tracks uh, from the album, uh, which is San Marcos. Big old whiskey on them icy rush. Flood down some veins like oxidus. I need fresh air, I need oxygen. Who the hell you fooling? It's so obvious. I don't feel it, I don't see it. This is blasphemy. I can't help but feel like you is after me. Is you drinking for the pain? Is you drinking for fun? There's a party outside till the morning go come. Is you dancing all alone? Is you dancing for someone? There's a party outside, know the night is young. Is you having fun? Say you wish your chest Say you wish your chest Pray you work again With the diamonds on my back With the diamonds on my back, yeah Say you wish your chest Say you wish your chest Pray you work again With the diamonds on my back With the diamonds on my back, yeah But you know if I waste my time Talking about what ain't mine And you know I'll be lost in line Just like last, last night I said, I said, who died, who died, who died, who died Lurking in the shadows Tryna catch me liberating spirits from the gallows They wanna black bomb me but I held my avocados Then they melt down like the hash we mixin' that tobacco Circle tighter than the Castro They feeding you Castro You think that this gas will turn the key is a fiasco Could be stronger than vibranium Don't mean that I ain't fragile Grapple with reality to break out of these shackles But you know if I waste my time Take the how you want, it's important, I admit it I'm a 
afraid of commitment Don't know how to fix it Maybe codependent Can't tell the difference When the push comes to shove I'd rather bend than break But something's gotta give Ain't that what to say When you're torn between reality And a choice you could've made Or should've made They're not the same I'm not the same Maybe I'm broken Either way I'm clinging on closely I know it's unhealthy Appreciate your patience I know that I'm selfish Do my best to be selfless I know that I'm changing I know that I'm changing San Marcos, Tim, isn't that one of the nicest tracks ever? <laughs> it's it's definitely up there. Uh, I really, 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 really like it. Obviously, I'm always going to be like a bit of a sucker for some guitars finally turning up, but um, I feel like they just offer such a break from from a lot of what's come before, even the stuff that I enjoyed um, it just feels like a, there's a real freshness to this track and a real kind of um, so my question to you is do you not find this a bit sickly sweet no because I think it's got it's they, I mean there is there is certainly some bits there that is sweet it is definitely sweet mm. but um, not in quite the same kind of cheesy like fittingly sweet like. yeah like you, you can be nice and sweet without being grossly over the top please so yeah um and i think it straddles that line well um but i do know what you mean there are mm. definitely sort of throwbacks to that that earlier point on the record i um i urge everybody to go to matt champion's twitter uh scroll down until you get to hk's picture which is a member of the band and um just start reading up while you listen to this track because he basically sends a tweet to every single member and family and friends that have helped yeah. him and if you don't shed a tear by the end then you're not human uh, I mean I did do that I, I can't say I cried but I was moved it was, was it was a very yeah it was a beautiful thing a beautiful moment um, and yeah it's a beautiful track um, mm. it feels like almost to me I, I think I said to you in the, in the things I sent to you earlier it's like a it's kind of like a sunrise is what it feels like it feels mm. like a breaking of a new dawn um and obviously they've you know we've spoken about earlier they've been through a lot this year as a group and maybe the stuff earlier on which was really harsh and sort of difficult at times was stuff they just needed to get off their chest and this to me feels like a kind of breaking of something else it's like shedding all that other stuff and starting afresh that's mm -hmm. kind of almost what this song feels like to me in the progression of the album personally if it was me 
I you think have I would have it. ended the album here. Not to say that I don't like the tracks that had to come, but I just feel like it would have felt a real yeah. beautiful full stop on the record. I think so. Um, yeah. I, or even just put it in there at the end of the track order. I think that would have worked well. But yeah. they didn't. <laughs> um, no, it certainly didn't. And uh, we're actually met next with a track that I've been waiting for the kind of studio version for this for a very long time. Uh, well, a couple of months. Um, which is Tonya. Like when auntie couldn't decide between going to work or church I've been in my feelings on the island in the dirt I feel like brothers lie just so my feelings don't get hurt I said I'll try vacation, I'll try to run away I deleted Facebook, I'll trade fame any day For a quiet Texas place and a barbecue plate I'll switch my place if that's good for you Is that good for you? My ghost still haunt ya My life is I, Tonya A big eye monster, only face to conquer I hated songs about fame cause that stuff meant nothing Until the headlines came, the first flight I'm stuck in Maybe it means nothing but I have to say I think about you with Tonya um, we might have even played a version of that on the podcast before I don't know if we have um, but that is one of my favourite tracks of the year uh, when I heard the live version I loved it I really hoped that the recorded version would be you've been praying for weeks yeah I was and when I heard Iridescence was coming out and it was this whole 10 day thing I thought oh that album that song's never going to see the light of day and I was yeah. honestly quite upset uh, so to see it in the track listing I was like oh yes I'm so excited and it was actually the first track I listened to uh, on the album when I got the whole thing um, 
absolutely love everything about it. Everyone delivers their lines perfectly. I feel like I'm speaking really fast. Um, I actually think Merlin delivers his lines in the live version a bit better than this. Okay. But it is very close to the live version, so I'm very happy with this. Yeah. And I- and I really like the piano bit at the beginning as well. Yeah, I like the way uh, Bareface first that it kind of, it sounds like scratchy, like the the recording of it or the distortion that's been put on it. It sounds like a voice memo or something. It sounds like it's been mm. on a really crap mic, and it makes it all seem a li- like a little more personal to me. It's yeah. like um, yeah, like something he's kind of in his hotel room or something, just kind of quickly like put down so yeah. that he doesn't forget it. And then it's like actually, yeah, let's use that one because it's got like an extra. It, um, extra bit of personality to it. It reminds me of somebody like speaking into a, leaving somebody a message. Yeah, yeah. Like really guy. letting out their feelings. Yeah. And somebody getting that later on. Yeah. Um, really good. Also, it offers one of the best things from the album for me is when it's really simple, but when uh, Kevin starts his bit and then the drums kick in yeah. after a bar or two yeah um, that's a great moment I really like that yeah I love yeah. that and I feel like there's a right at the end of Kevin's uh, verse there's a bit that's almost again what I was just sort of speculating about um, kind of having to get things off their chest earlier in the record I feel like there's almost a slight apology for some of the stuff that I was and I know that sounds so like self-centered oh, he's apologizing to me because I didn't like some bits <laughs> but there's he says uh, I hated songs about fame because that stuff meant nothing until them headlines came then first flight I'm stuck in and it feels a little bit like he's acknowledging that some of that stuff maybe wasn't the most palatable to outsiders and to listeners but saying we as a band needed to say some of those things um, needed to get them off our chest needed to get them done get them in some tracks and then we'll move on. Um, mm. I think that's an interesting line, which maybe leads on to what's coming next. Quite uh, well, we'll only know when the next record comes, but it could could actually become quite a pivotal moment. I think. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, big tune. So we're left with one last track, um, and we're going to let that play out uh, the episode. Yeah. Um, but this track again, like that we did mention uh, earlier, that uh, San Marcos could have taken us out. But this one is a really fitting end as well. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny, this album, because it's... I remember watching one of the Lord of the Rings films when I was younger and about four times being uh, ready to kind of get up and leave the cinema because it felt like it had finished and then there'd be another scene. You'd be like, this film has finished about five times. Mm. Yeah, it's still going. <laughs> and this album feels a little bit like that. It's like you keep on thinking, oh, what should I listen to next? This is done. And then, <laughs> and then it comes back again. And even at the very end of Fabric, it's like the song's finished and then we get another yeah. like, little 30 seconds. Um yeah, interesting way to finish an album, but I like it. It's another good track. I guess before we go, we should really uh, give like an overarching verdict. We're not going to give it like a score out of 10 or anything like no, that, no. but any kind of concluding thoughts it, on Iridescent. It's funny because I think my views have changed on it quite a few times. Um, upon first listen, it was something that I thought I'm going to have to listen to this a bit. It wasn't necessarily something that I wasn't overly like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. I think this album is going to be just divisive uh, for not only Brockhampton fans, but for people coming in at this point as well. It might turn people off. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, a, you know, they steer away from some of their other stuff. And it's, it is, I think it does do what it's set out to do. Um, and for me, it's like the, f- this is the first from a trilogy, best years of our lives. 
and it's going to be a little bit like Saturation 1, 2 and 3. I think they're going to grow more and more within those three albums within this project. So my overarching thoughts are that it didn't it didn't hit all the spots that I wanted, but I'm very pleased with it. Um, it makes me more and more excited about what's to come. I think they, not only are they the hardest boy band, working boy band in the world or whatever, but I think they're incredibly inventive. Um, they're exciting, they're fresh, they're new. I think they're constantly trying to evolve and I think this album really does um, result in those kind of movements that they're making. Yeah. I think they are evolving and it just makes me more excited to hear everything else that they're going to have. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with that. Um, it's a it's a funny one for me because I can't think of many albums where there have been so many moments that I love and so many moments that I really, really, really don't like at the same time. It does bring kind of extreme reactions for me in different moments, but um, I don't think I could ever possibly say a record with bits that I think are so amazing is anything but really good you know mm. it's, it's it's got so many strong points and so much to like that you can't you can't you can't criticize something like that even if not all of it hits for you personally uh when we were doing our tracks awards at the end of last year we were trying to work out what our album of the year was going to be um and we thought this this shortlist is getting difficult to put in order so we tried to set out some like criteria for mm. what made a great album and i've got it here and i think after you know spending the last however many hours really thinking about this record if we go through them very very quickly it ticks most of the boxes we said it should exemplify all the musical depths that you have as an artist absolutely i think would you agree yeah uh it should push the boundaries yeah yeah it should make a statement about you as an artist yeah Certainly. it should be a progression from previous work yeah it should be a collection of songs that belong together and there shouldn't be any fillers hmm I think there might be a couple there that are slightly fillers, but generally speaking, I'd say it takes that still fit within the project. Yeah, it should, where possible, move the genre forward. Yeah, I it think should, they're always moving their genre yeah. forward. Yeah, it should be brave and bold, uh, and it should have standalone moments that blow your head off every time. And I think really, it ticks all of those. Yeah, and from that point of view, yeah, that makes it a pretty special piece of work. Certainly, where come the end of the year it'll rank? Who knows? But um, yeah. Shout out Brockhampton. Yeah. To do that in 10 days is something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I certainly couldn't. Um, <laughs> one last thing before we take them out, I think this track, Fabric, might have something to do with Fabric in London, which I really like as well. Yeah. I think they went to a gig there or a night there or something. So nice. I really like that. Yeah. Love a little Maybe home that's not touch. True. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, it's been a long one, but uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it. And if you haven't heard the album fully, go and listen to it. Uh, but yeah, I've been Harry. And I've been Tim. And this is Fabric. I can't sleep like I used to. The world will try to tell you who you are before you get to explain yourself, your thoughts, your motives, and all of your reasons. Two albums every season. What the hell do y'all believe in? Why the hell do y'all keep reaching? In the evenings when I see them, I tell myself the love will be the thing to keep us from grieving. Need something new to believe in, cause these new niggas have changed on you. I mean, they changed on you. Why the hell the BBC only writes about me when it comes down to controversy? What's about three CDs in one year with no label? Then we signed and our story turned into a fucking fable. I was at Nigga in a room with no motherfucking cable and no table. Now my mom called me whenever she need her car note, cell phone, whatever bill paid to. Y'all niggas lose. 
You understand why I do what I do, so let me do it. Get the hell on, let me do it. Get the hell on, let me do it. I don't speak like I used to. I'm thinking of a way to change the world that I move through. I feel like Nicola, what I invent is what I'm true to. I feel for Nicola with these ideas that I grew through. I know that when they see a brilliant mind, I'm just abuse you. It's hard to feel what's real. Some nights I'm scared that I'm delusional. I'm scared I'm more like Nicola than I'd ever collude to. I'm scared of what can happen when ideas will consume you. Cause there isn't room for peace I can't achieve.